Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. So as a family caregiver, you went into the job knowing it would take much of your time, but you may not have expected it to take quite so much of your money. For example, we know that 42% of family caregivers spend more than $5,000 a year on unreimbursed care for loved ones. Why bring this up now? Because it's tax season, guys. It's April. We need to do our tax returns. This is your first time. If this is your first time filing taxes as a caregiver, or even if it's your 20th time filing taxes as a caregiver, We've got some tips that may help you save money this year. So taking us through ARP's tax aid services today in, in providing some caregiving tips is Isabel Longoria uh, with the ARP Houston office. Uh, Isabel has been here before, so coming up on Prepare to Care. Isabel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm always happy to be around. Yeah, I should say welcome back. We're like a regular now, right? It's a double header. Yeah, it's uh, it's the season for AARP, I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, um, uh, taxes, like all of us, I think this is like the dreaded time of the year where we've got to get all of our stuff together and figure out how to do our tax returns. Uh, it can be quite daunting, especially if we're caring for other people and we have a, a full plate um, on, on our hands. So um, I, I know that uh, some of us decide to go in alone and, uh, and get some software or, you know, do our tax return alone. Um, and that can really add up to everything else that's going on at this time. Uh, but it seems that there are resources that are available and you're here to tell us about it. Absolutely. So uh, just to qualify, I'm not an accountant, right? I'm not a tax specialist. So I'm looking at this like everyone else. I'm taking care of my grandmother. I know my parents are taking care of their family members. Um, so we went through and found what are some tips to help the everyday American, right? Get through tax season, especially because there's been so much around it with the administration this year. There's been a lot of changes, right? Um, so let's work it out for 2017, um, looking ahead to 2018 and say, okay, I as the average Joe, where can I get some tax help? Uh, one thing right off the bat is every year, the AARP Foundation, so our nonprofit arm, provides free tax services to our AARP members and really anyone over the age of 50. Um, we have over 30 locations in the general Houston area, uh, mostly at your local library or community center. Um, and even if you don't live in Houston, we have um, tax aid services in almost every major city in America. So is that like for everybody? Or is there like a certain type of tax returns that they do? Yeah. Like if you, I guess if you have a small business, they're not going to... You're not going to show up with all of your records, right? I mean, this is like the regular run-of-the-mill, maybe employed person or, right, that kind of tax return. I would say yes. It's geared more towards your personal taxes, not your business taxes. Got but it. these are all AARP volunteers who have been IRS trained, who have gone through that special training, who do this year after year, right? So it's not just someone reading a paper and, and guessing. It's people who have gone through official IRS training uh, who are older. Some of them are retired accountants and just want to kind of give back. Um, and yes, they can do some things like walk you through different deductions. They can help you itemize. Um, they can help you figure out what you may qualify for or not. But just like any tax assistance help, 
you should be prepared to bring your ID, your social security number. If you think you might itemize items, bring every single receipt you can get your hands on, right? Uh, bring your health bills, bring it all. Um, so stick everything in a shoebox. Yeah. Put it in your car, drive there. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is like n number one thing to do. Exactly. And, and get as many records. Uh, I, I know for people who work, like they, they need to bring their W-2s, right? This is what their employer gives them. Yeah. Uh, and then you say, like, if you itemize, you know, things like that, like bank statements, mortgage statements, tax statements, things that you've paid. Yeah. So put everything in the shoebox. And I think it's called the 1095s now. So if you're still employed and to show that you uh, have health care and all of that, um, anything that looks like it's tax related, just stick it in the shoebox. What we tell people is better to have too many papers and you came overly prepared than to say, oh, well, I have that at home. I didn't know I need that. Then you have to go back. Then when you come back, right? Who knows what the traffic is like at the station or if you get the same person or a different person. So just come prepared. Stick everything you think has any kind of what we say dollar bill on it. <laughs> any receipt, put it in that shoebox, show up. Um, the tip so, I like to give too is um, in advance, look it up, look for the hours and get there earlier. As you can imagine, um, the later in the day that you get there, maybe they've had some complicated cases before, you might be waiting for a while. Okay, so what does it look like? Is it like a big gym or some place and they have like folks with tables and computers and you go talk to them? Pretty much, yeah. Um, that's why we like to do it at the local libraries and community centers though. So you're not going to George R. Brown Convention Center and it's you and 5,000 other people. It's usually you going to the local library, uh, one of the workrooms off to the side or a conference room, and we've got some dedicated AARP volunteers, uh, usually retired folks who did this. They love the training, they love helping, and they have the time to sit there with you and work it out. Um, and they're very honest too. Hey, you know, this is something you might qualify for. Hey, we're helping you with your worksheet. Hey, you need to come back with this or that. Uh, and they'll also say, hey, this is above what we can do, and we think that you have escalated to the point where you can get, uh, you should get an accountant or official tax preparer, if you will. So they're really like your nice folks who are like your first level of help. Yeah. And and they're not there to do anything but help you is yeah. what I'm hearing. And, and if it gets too complicated, they're honest and they tell you that. Yeah. So this is for folks who, you know, again, if, if you've been an accountant, if you have uh, one of the tax preparation services, this may not be for you. This is for people who are getting confused. Maybe with Harvey, for example, you right. lost some papers. You need to know some of the tips for how you deal with not having um, kind of receipts for all the information you're claiming. Or perhaps, uh, like we said, this is your first time claiming a deduction uh, for a dependent. Right. What does that mean? What does that look like? Which boxes and forms do you fill out? That's the kind of questions they can help And they with. can answer all of those questions. Absolutely. So, yeah. well, or it might be, I guess, for the person who's really busy, like, doing caretaking, they're really good at that. Uh, but taxis and numbers, maybe that's not their cup of tea. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Do, do most people go there, like, one time, several times? Or do most cases get resolved, like, oh, okay, you're pretty simple, we can knock it out and be done with it? Yeah, there's the whole spectrum. I mean, some folks show up and you say, okay, you're taking the standard deduction. Here's your form. Da, 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 sign here. We'll give you the copy. Here's where you send it back. You're done. Uh, you know, and they've brought all their paperwork. Some folks is, oh, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, we'll walk you through and say, hey, you can actually claim your mother as a dependent. Uh, and now we'll need her paperwork and these are the different things we'll need. So maybe that takes two trips. So maybe you thought you were going for yourself. Real, you realize now you can claim a certain deduction or credit. 
then you've got to go home, get the paperwork, and maybe you come another day. Um, but as you can imagine, if you've gone the first time and you filled out half the paperwork, if you go back the second time, it should go a little faster. Okay. Do they file this stuff electronically now? Do they print it? Do you know? You get to decide. Oh. Uh, so you get to decide if you want to file it electronically or by mailing it in. Okay. Um, AARP does not keep the records of it, though. So okay. we'll help you fill out the paperwork, but we're not here to keep the records or scam you or anything like that, right? We help you fill out the blanks. We show you where to sign. We show you how it. to do the calculations, and, and then it's up to you. Um, so we don't take any of the money, right? Um, that's why one of the tips, too, is if you want a direct deposit into your bank account, make sure to take one of your checks with you or your checkbook so you have the routing number and your bank account number so you can fill that out there. Again, that's not that's for you to fill out on your tax form, not for AARP to ever take from you right. um, and, and collect. And I think there's a big difference to that I want to, to talk about. I think if you go to a place like H&R Block, you owe the refund. H&R Block will say, oh, we'll give you this refund right away. What they really do is they, they give you an advance and they take a little chunk of money for themselves. Yeah. There's usually processing fees with the turbo taxes and we don't endorse any of those. If you if you use those, that's great. You know, ARP doesn't take any position. But you're right, some other tax preparation services might take a, a certain fee. They generally do it, right? Yeah. On, on the refund that you're due, they take a fee for processing. ARP doesn't do any of that. Nope. Your volunteers I mean the volunteers just help you feel like the form like they would be a friend but they're yeah, trained exactly and then you get to look at all of it you get to approve it and then you save yourself money that way exactly yeah and you keep all the paperwork which is key as we're talking about um you know this this new era where people are taking data and the facebook's and the googles and we're not trying to get into that but again arp meets the highest ethical standards as far as um, what information we keep that's so, a really good point yeah the only thing we really keep is your name uh, your email, perhaps, so that if you ever have questions in the future, if we ever need to track down that we did assist you or something like that, we can at least say, yes, you know, Marie came in on this day, we think, and we think this volunteer helped her out. Um, but it's difficult because we don't keep the records. <laughs> right. Uh, so if you lose it after, you know, we give it to you, that's that's kind of on you. Right. Okay. Uh, but on the other hand, you don't keep the data, and so nobody messes with it either. Exactly. And, and then you're sure of that. So, um, like, one thing that people have lots of questions is, is and, and I get that in, in my day job, um, is, oh, okay, now I'm taking care of mom or dad. You know, uh, can mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, enroll them on my health insurance? I'm taking care of them because they're in my house and I'm paying for their expenses. Um, can I claim them as a dependent on my tax return? So there are lots of rules about that, right? Yeah. So again, we understand that you're not a CPA, but can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so as far as your healthcare and your health plan, always check in with your HR department. Um, even if you're at a small company or a big company, there's probably someone who's in charge of benefits. Uh, or even if you've gotten your insurance through the marketplace, uh, you should be able to call your private insurance company and say, hey, what do I qualify for, right? Um, but today we're talking about taxes. As far as dependents, uh, most people think dependents are kids. Funny enough, a dependent can be anyone of any age if they meet certain criteria. So I'm going to go through some of those criteria. And like I said, if this sounds like, hey, it sounds like I qualify for most of those, or it sounds like that's maybe my situation, go talk to your tax provider, go to the tax aid office, and really sit down with them and crunch the numbers, right? Um, But some kind of major things to look out for as far as claiming a dependent, and I'll tell you what, 
claiming a dependent is important because um, if you are a single taxpayer, for example, and you have a you claim a dependent deduction on your federal taxes, adding a dependent might bump you up to head of the household. So all of a sudden, your standard deduction goes from six thousand three hundred and fifty to nine thousand three hundred and fifty. So and I want to yeah. and I want to tell for people who don't know a standard deduction is a chunk of money that is not taxable. That's right. like the the government say, hey, you don't have to pay taxes on that. So the higher that deduction is, the less taxes you have to pay, and and if you've been putting money toward taxes in your paycheck, the greater your refund. So it's exactly. a good thing. Exactly, you want yeah. that deduction to be high. You want deductions. You want credit. So that's why. Thank you. Uh, we always talk about the dependent deduction. So someone qualifies as a dependent if um, they are a legal resident of the United States, Mexico, or Canada. So okay. perhaps you have a family member living in one of our neighboring countries. Not many folks think about that. Um, that dependent, uh, though, has had to have lived with you for at least six months out of the year. Okay. Right? So maybe um, this actually happened to my family. My grandmother lived uh, in Mexico, even though she was a U.S. citizen, for many years. Um, and she moved in with my father uh, for nine months. So, hey, even though she was in Mexico for a while, she lived with him for nine months in 2017. That qualifies. Um, they have to, uh, your loved one's taxable income cannot be greater than the year's cutoff amount, which is $4,050. So if they made less than $4,050 of taxable income, and what that means is income from investments or retirement accounts, 401ks, things like that, um, that $4,050 does not, does not include things like um, pensions, social security, uh, or some other benefits that they may have hmm. gotten from the Veterans Affairs Department, for example. Interesting. So, so that's really money that they made on their own. Yeah, money that they made on their own. Um, if you're confused, that's exactly why we're saying go to a tax professional, right? I mean, if you think your your loved one is not making that much money or they're really just scraping by with a check from social security, this might be something for you to check out. They might be a dependent. Yeah, exactly. They might be a dependent. Um, if you're paying for more than 50% of your loved one's annual living expenses, um, that's one that gets people a lot. They think, oh, a dependent is where I pay for every little thing for them. No, a dependent, for example, might have just enough money to cover rent or mortgage, um, but then you pay for meals, you pay for their health care, you pay for their transportation, you pay for every Band-Aid that they need after that you might be able to claim them as a dependent. And that's where you have to actually uh, then itemize and collect those receipts and really calculate it down to the dollar, what 50% is, what they're getting in. And that's why we're offering that tax aid might be one of those folks who are good to sit down with you and say, this counts as exempt income, this doesn't, this counts as something you could have paid for them, this doesn't. But okay, but let's take somebody, you know, take uh, like your case, grandma uh, comes in. And maybe she doesn't have much of an income at all, mm-hmm. right? And she lives with you, and mm-hmm. you pay for her food. So you, you cover rent, you cover the food. And when she goes to the doctor, you pay for her doctor. Yeah. That's a dependent. That's a dependent, yeah. As if it were a child, and you're entitled to, you know, to claim that person. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and the trick is figuring out if it's you pay for more than 50%. Okay. And figuring out of the money they might get in, what's tax-exempt and what's not. Okay. Uh, and that's where you need a professional to help you out. And somebody can help you, you do that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so the big tip with that is keep detailed records, especially because you have to itemize in order to claim things like that. Keep records. Like you said, put everything in that shoebox all year long, and then you can sit down and really calculate it out instead of chasing it down every year. 
Okay. Um, yeah, one of the other things that uh, people can claim is de dependent medical expenses. Um, so being able to deduct the money you paid to cover your loved one's unreimbursed medical costs. No, I heard that that has to be like a certain percentage of your gross income, which which can be quite considerable. It can be a lot, yes. Can, so, yeah, I think it had to be like 6% of what you earn or something. 10%. Like 10%. Close. That's crazy. <laughs> 10%. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is. It's a lot, right? So this is not, hey, I happen to be paying for... Uh, my grandmother's blood pressure medicine every right. once in a while, right? This usually is uh, when something catastrophic has happened. Someone in the family perhaps got into an accident and has uh, needed surgery and then physical therapy and something following that. Um, strokes usually fall into that. Cancer usually falls into that. Something big or something that requires um, just consistent medical care. You know, I have... Um, uh, or if you don't make a whole or, lot of money, and then that 10%, maybe you get to it quickly. So it's exactly. worth looking at. Absolutely. But it's hard to achieve for a lot of people. It's hard to achieve, but for the folks who fall into it, that's huge. Yeah, right? it is huge. Some folks usually think that, hey, I'm supposed to bear all of the cost of health on my own. There's nothing that can ever help me. If it's that astronomical, and if you're usually under the pressure and you're drowning from those bills, you probably fall into this, and That's this can be point. very helpful. Yeah. Um, and you know, usually for our first-time caregivers, it's because something catastrophic has happened. Dad had a stroke, uh, and uh, you know we need physical therapy, and we needed ambulances, and we needed all this That's care true. that we didn't expect, um, and I didn't have enough time to perhaps find another job or find another source of income, and so this might be the year that you actually get to claim that. And again, if that sounds close to you, why not see why yeah, we're not talk how, to someone. Yeah, I think you have simple. a good point there. Uh, and the only pro tip there is uh, a lot of things fall into that. The items that are not uh, acceptable to, to claim um, as part of the medical costs are services and benefits that benefit the whole household. So getting a cleaning lady that benefits the whole household, no. <laughs> uh, getting someone who perhaps is a home health aide for your family member, perhaps. And then there's something like that's so complicated. I, I want to wrap up. There's something like a, a dependent and or child tax credit that looks like really complicated to me. That yeah. would be something to talk to someone about. Too. Yeah. So there's dependents, and then there's the tax credit called the China and the Child and Dependent Care Credit, also sometimes known as the Elderly Dependent Care Credit or Aging Parent Tax Credit. Huh. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of word <laughs> word vomit to say that um, these are people who maybe you didn't qualify to claim them as a dependent because they made a little too much money, but they are still someone who requires a lot of care, who requires home health providers or something like that. Okay. Um, that's a little more of a narrow, kind of one of those small cracks someone might fall into. But again, if you are overwhelmed, if you know that you're bearing the brunt of expenses for an aging parent or family member, that usually means that you probably qualifies for some tax credit or some deduction. Why not go check it out? It takes two hours of your time, maybe. You could save yourself thousands of dollars. Thank you. So, um, Isabel, if you had like one piece of advice that you want our listeners to take with them today, what would that be? Um, if this is your first year caregiving, if you feel that you're being burdened by the cost, um, just go ask someone what the possibilities are. You know, I think some people say, oh, well, I didn't keep the receipts. I'm not good at following up with that. There's always ways to find records, um, but you just don't know if you don't go ask first, right? So visit one of our tax aid offices or visit another trusted source of tax information for you and just see, 
am I close to that? Is this something worth going back and investigating all of my receipts or going back into my bank account statements and finding out every time I spent money? Um, if you can save yourself $2,000, seems pretty worth it to me. Thank you. That's good advice. So today we've spoken with Isabel Longoria from AARP Houston about AARP resources during tax time. Isabel, thanks for your advice and thanks for coming. As always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. I'm going to repeat that. That's www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Take our Prepare to Care podcast survey to help us improve future episodes or find other caregiver planning and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for caring.